0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert-Contreras. And in today's episode, this is going to be a quick what I call pocket coaching on the reminder that you are boldness in the making and that you are called to rise higher sister. And I want to share two perspectives with you today, the first being the topic of boldness. And specifically, I love when you guys reach out to me and I'm thankful that you feel safe in messaging me with your thoughts, your questions, your I don't know, maybe it's what you perceive to be as an insecurity because it helps me not only help you in that moment, but help other women just like you. And I want you to know that you are not alone. So in the Bible tells us, right? I mean, obviously on the other end, you listening to this now, whatever your current experience is, whatever your current opportunity to grow in, the Bible tells us that you're growth right now, your circumstance right now, what you perceive to be a challenge or your big goal and vision and the gap you see between where you are and that result, you are not alone in it because the Bible says that all things that you have experienced, you have in common with others, right? In the simplest of terms. And so someone reached out to me recently and they said, Rebecca, you have such strength and such boldness in your voice. I actually had a moment where I felt bad because I've been in church my whole life. And yet I'm afraid to, I don't believe her words was afraid. She said, I've been hesitant to talk about my faith in my everyday life. And from her perspective, she saw in me, a strength that she wished she possessed or almost questioning, was there something wrong with her because she wasn't as what I would call bold in speech when it comes to God's name and just him being part of a conversation. And I want to remind you a couple of things on this point. First of all, when it comes to me as an example, I am 20 years in the making, and I had a lot of trial by fire opportunities. And what I mean by that is In talking to so many women over the last almost two decades now in my walk, I do see kind of a pattern that some of us that have really had those bottom-of-the-shower moments, right, and maybe multiple bottom-of-the-shower moments, I use that because my first true moment in experience with God, other than accepting Him in my life, but kind of like a pivotal turning point for me, literally happened at the bottom of the shower where I felt like, I can't do this, Lord. I talk about it more in I think it's episode one. I can't do this, Lord. And he literally said, you can, you will. I was at the bottom of the moment, bottom of the shower, crying, feeling like I couldn't get up. And that moment in time began a entire life transformation in mind, body, and spirit. It's why I am so passionate about what I do today and because of that experience and The maturity of it makes sense. So it's not just that that experience happened and I was praising his name from the rooftop. That experience happened and it opened the door of opportunity for him to begin the work in me at a greater level. I was a a believer for about a year when that specific instance took place but it began the it was the open door for him to to go even deeper with me. And even then I was reserved in my communication as I was still in corporate America for the first however long that was, 6-8 years I don't recall exactly, right? And so people saw my transition into faith and um my character, maybe they saw character changes or uh, the way I was the, some of the choices that I used to make versus was making, whatever it might have been. I'm sure they saw differences, but I didn't as clearly articulate it and I didn't call out the name of Jesus to the extent in which I do today. And then every experience in which God has taken me through, it has given me a reverence of an understanding. And I think that reverence is what, I think it's two things. One, the reverence and the understanding, especially coming from an environment where I was a non-believer, right? I would have called myself an atheist at the time. And knowing the choices I made, knowing the experiences I had, I lived a lot of life. Choices that I made, things that were put on me um, well before I had my son at 23, 24. And those experiences, sometimes people go an entire lifetime and never experience some of the things I experienced. Now, people also had it way, 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 way worse than I did, right? In the individual circumstances or instances, but... What I mean to say is that I had a very low opinion of myself because some of them were, uh, you know, circumstances put on me with me to just not understanding my worth, my value. Some of them were choices that I made because, again, not understanding my worth and value, trying to look for it in the wrong places, all the things. And so coming to God with that perception, I literally, like, my mentor or virtual mentor, whatever you might call it, was Saul's conversion to Paul. Because I thought, well, I didn't actually crucify Christians. I might have verbally, but I didn't actually cause anybody physical harm. And so if God can forgive that guy, certainly he can accept me. Like So when you have that reverence and that perspective, I think it comes with a, oh again, that, in addition to consistency over time, maturity in my relationship, maturity in testing it out and having some people speak out against it. When I started to be really bold in um, my Speech. And when I say bold, for those of you that might be newer to me, I don't mean I honestly don't try to convert people. I don't, my role in life is not an evangelist. I, I know that we're all to be his hands and feet and that we're all to bring people to know him. I think some people are more, are called to be more overt in that. And that's what I would, you know, call an evangelist. And the rest of us do that simply by being his hands and feet, being open and available when people have questions, that type of thing, right? That is the latter is me, right? I know that I get to show up and be his character, be his hands and feet, be there, be available when people have, have questions or curious or or whatever it might be. And, or if God puts me in the opportunity, I'm of course going to, um, you know, give someone the opportunity on his behalf to accept him as Lord and Savior. I'm just not going to, um, you know, be on a, a street corner or even a podium for that specific reason. Makes sense? My point is, is that... I, in testing, just when, just in using, so oh when I say bold in speech, meaning unapologetically using God in my conversations, using his name or referencing him, right? Over time, it became just as if I was referencing a best friend or a mentor or, a you know, dad beyond dads, right? And so that became very prevalent in my speech, and the more it became prevalent in my speech and my you know one of my core values is is integrity and being in alignment then it became part of my speech online and in social media. And when I first did that, when I first started using the languaging and consistently using it and not kind of minimize, not trying to minimize it, not trying to call it back or what have you, I did have people that were close to me that uh, were non-believers and it, with the best of intentions and their heart in the right place, they felt like I should take God out of the equation and not reference them when it comes to business. They didn't think the two went hand in hand. But I felt so called to, uh, I want to say, uh, respect and just reverence for what God had done in my life. Even then, I knew that I wasn't going to not, I wasn't going to play small in terms of my voice. I wasn't going to hold back simply because it might offend. Because I knew that People that really knew me and knew my heart would not take offense to me using God in my languaging. Because when you really know me as a person, you know that I do my best. I think we all can have preconceived notions or or, uh, judgments in some form or fashion that we may not be aware of, right? Biases, that type of thing. But I never intentionally judge people, certainly not based on what they believe or don't believe, because who, like, I would be a hypocrite, right? I used to think Christians were weak and needed a crutch, so who would I be to judge someone that doesn't yet believe in God or have him in his life, right? I can come alongside of them, and the same is true because I truly believe that all sin is equal in God's eyes, right? That I, it is only by his grace that I'm not committing the same sin as somebody else. So even the most horrific of things, it's one of those things that I've just come to terms with. I can't totally get my mind around and I'm okay, but there's part of me, I'm okay with not having all the answers, but there's part of me that that truly thinks that according to God's word, for some reason, it is by his grace that I would not make those same choices or I did not make those same choices or I was not in that situation or whatever the case may be. So When you see me or someone like me, right, um, who is very, I guess the word might be overt in their languaging and that it doesn't matter where they're showing up, whether it's social media, in the workplace, in the whatever it might be, they're talking about God as part of their life. And don't allow that to be uh, a tool of the enemy to give you condemnation, right? You might sense a little bit of conviction, to be, to be open and be aware and be, um, work on your courage and your confidence and your value and your self-worth so that you can, over time, as you practice and test it out just like anything else, over time, you will get to a point where you unapologetically don't even think twice about your languaging or the fact that you're mis- mentioning God or your relationship with God. I hope that that makes sense, and the point is to understand that that level of boldness is something that has developed over time, and then also the reminder that uh, to to be mindful when you catch yourself in comparison. It's easy to say don't compare yourself to others. It's difficult to do in practice, but you can at least start to notice when you're uh, in a position of comparison, and ask yourself, why is it that you're comparing? right? And comparison, I've shared this in another episode, it can be, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes comparison can be a example of what you get to aspire to, or comparison can be an example of what is possible, right? It can also be, Comparison used as condemnation and or comparison can be used to cause you to settle because maybe somebody else isn't living their best life and because they're not living their best life, you don't have very high expectations for yourself, right? And so comparison can it, it can have three different viewpoints, right? But when you catch yourself in comparison, then really start to recognize when you're in comparison and ask yourself what the motive is and does it serve your highest good? And if it doesn't, then you get to let that go. And you get to realize that what you are comparing to in any one of those elements, whether if it's somebody on social media, if it's somebody that even the people that you know really well, or you feel like you know really well in your life... Unless it's your absolute significant other, you really, and you're spending you know, virtually 24 7 with them, you really don't know what the full story is of the person that you are comparing yourself to, right? You don't know what it took to get them to where they're at. You don't know what they, their experiences have been to lead them to where they are. And so it's like the saying goes don't expl- don't compare your chapter 1 to their chapter 50 and that holds true in every aspect of life and sometimes for some of us our chapters get writ- written a little bit faster maybe because of a number of things could be work that could be re- uh, perseverance, it could be because there were more opportunities to weather storms, right? And we chose to lean into them and learn and grow for them versus, you know, turn it into a victim situation or cower behind it or whatever the case may be. I hope that that analogy is landing for you. I would love to hear for you if you have any questions on that. And then the second that I want to share with you is just this reminder Um, that was on my heart. And I, I shared, and I think it's meant to be shared through this podcast and just this quick episode too. And that is the reminder that God does not call the qualified. He calls you. Then he qualifies you by your testimony. And then he calls you, right? So again, God does not call the qualified. He calls you, Then he qualifies you by your testimony, by the story, by the chapters that he's writing, by the work that he's doing in and through you. And then he calls you. And what he calls you to, he will equip and empower you to. Doesn't mean that you're meant to do it in isolation. He will provide resources, tools, mentors, promptings. We work together as a body of Christ, right? So I want to encourage you in order to be able to get to that fullest potential within your unique and greater calling, to not let your stinking thinking question his authority. Not allow your stinking thinking to question whether or not that next iteration of vision is really for you or if you've got what it takes, or if the time, like really lean into who God says you are. I truly believe that this is the year that God has told so many of us within the body of Christ that this is the year of expansion. This is the year of fulfillment and you get to be an active participant in it. So you get to light, you get to let his light be seen through you in your greater, Vision in your long term, like calling or unique purpose, as well as in your everyday life, right? Your everyday life, that everyday example of how you live out, literally day by day, is what builds the building blocks so that you can create a legendary legacy. And I, for one, really want to leave a legendary legacy that has written a chapter in Hebrews that is worthy of being a chapter in Hebrews. I shared this uh, quick story with uh, you guys before on a prior episode, but one of the first pastors when I became a believer, as he was going through the book of Hebrews with us, had us write out, I think it was a chapter 23 or chapter 24, I don't have my Bible in front of me, and then had us write, uh, just had us write, you know, the chapter, chapter 23 or chapter 4, and then by faith, Rebecca, dot, dot, dot. So I want to encourage you to spend some time and really lean into that calling, lean into that next iteration of what your gut is telling you, what your intuition is telling you, what you're seeing confirmation, and the more you acknowledge how you're feeling led, the more you'll begin to see of it, the more affirmations you'll be able to see, the more open doors you'll begin to see as it relates to it, the more clarity you'll get around what resources or support you might need in the process. But you get to fully step in to who you are meant to be. And it is our honor and our duty to do that because your unique calling is bigger than you, sister. So on those days where you're not sure or you don't feel like it, you get to choose to get up. You get to choose to rise higher because it's not just about you right? And I trust that you've got it because I know that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords has you. He has you. He has me. And he is calling us to rise higher are the words that keep coming to me in our unique and greater purpose. You are loved. You are cherished. You are chosen. You are adopted. You are anointed. You have high authority just as you are. It is also true that he has given you amazing potential and capacity. And for you to experience it, you get to be an active participant in that. You get to do your part. And for me, my part is helping women build the foundation. I know that we can have all the business tactics. We can have all the ideas. But if our foundation is not locked in, then we are selling ourselves short of truly being able to cultivate our highest potential. So for me, what God has put on my heart in my new program is the, well, it's really a revision of a very powerful program, but it's the focus that the three pillars are putting God first and learning how to do that in a very practical, tangible way so that you have confidence and clarity In your unique purpose, so much confidence and clarity that you stop second guessing your choices, your decision, your path, so that you can build that momentum with certainty. And then the second, of course, is really optimizing our health and our strength in mind and in body to the extent in which you are able to manage your emotions, to the extent in which you're able to catch the thoughts, recognize the thoughts that don't serve you, and build thoughts that empower you, is to the extent in which you're able to optimize how you show up on a day-to-day basis. Not only that, but your physical well-being plays a direct role. Your, Your ability to move your body, your nutrition, your sleep, your stress management... All of that, you are the operator, like I said in the last episode, of how you show up on a day-to-day basis. So it is critical that you don't just settle for not being depressed, that you don't just settle with doing good enough, that you truly become that student of your mind and body so that you can optimize the very tool that he gave you to execute, To first and foremost, to enjoy. You get to enjoy everyday life and enjoy it in abundance. This is for you too. And also, whatever your unique calling is, whatever your unique purpose is, whatever that vision, whatever that big goal that you dare to dream, that next iteration, you know you've already seen success, you've already created it. But that next reach, that next mountain type, whatever that is, it is fine tuning these details that will make the biggest difference in being able to cultivate your greatest potential. And then of course, the third is how you show up on a daily basis, how you can organize your days so that you can work from a position of peace and um certainty versus ending the day and feeling like you're striving or feeling like you're caught up again you're wanting to spend time with your family for dinner and enjoy the time with over a meal or an event but yet you've scheduled another call because you felt like you had to right that's striving not acting diligently from a position of peace. So that's what I get to equip and empower female Christian entrepreneurs and executives in this next iteration of um, program and the legendary kingdom legacy mastermind. If that is something that speaks to your heart and you want to learn more, you can email me at Rebecca at and start the application process. Again, that's Rebecca at so with that, ladies, I'm going to leave you with that um, last thought, that last thought, one more thing, and I just want to let you go, let you let you go, is the understanding that we all have challenging days. We all have challenging moments, and we all get opportunities to look at them and learn how to shift our meaning for them and learn how to operate within them, the reason I share that is the last few days, again being fully transparent and sharing a little bit of uh, you know everyday life with you, so that you can know and understand. I don't want to be perceived as you know Superwoman or super strength. That over the last several days, the last week, in fact, I missed my own self-imposed deadline of getting a podcast episode up last Friday because I have been experiencing um, a huge challenge with my back and it's actually been incredibly painful thursday and friday was the worst pain i think um possibly i've ever experienced at least that i can remember in any you know recent years and it's not yet fully away. It's not yet fully healed. And so over the process of that time, I got to manage the thoughts that were coming up. First of all, trying to figure out how to manage the pain of that caliber, but then also being in a position of creating solutions versus I got to notice when I started to feel frustrated. I got to notice when I started to feel like, Am I falling? Like I had just started a new coaching program, a program that I've invested in that I'm really excited about. And last week was actually the first week. A lot of great things were happening. And then here out of seemingly nowhere, that's a whole nother conversation about resistance. I got the opportunity to manage um, the challenge with my back, the pain associated with it and trying to find solutions and relief. And it's a process to learn how to do that. And it's a process to learn how to allow yourself time when you need time without feeling guilty about what you think you should be doing for work, right? And finding the right balance between being able to uh, you know, find the balance of executing when you need to execute and resting and listening when you need to listen and asking, okay, why is this coming up? What was the source? And again, that's a whole other um, topic, but whether it's emotion that you need to address or something that is showing up physically, which a lot of times emotions can sit in our body, it doesn't mean there aren't real, actual, physical things going on with your body that need to be addressed, but negative emotions amplify it. It's kind of like they sit there, they ruminate, and it um, amplifies it, right? And so the process of being able to go through all of that and the process of being okay with, okay, I... I'm usually a, a yes is yes and no is no, and I do what I say I'm going to do. But it's not going to happen today, and I'm going to give myself grace and kindness when it came to like the Friday episode and a couple other things that I would normally do. And was in really good momentum, right? And I got to the opportunity to notice that I started to to hear myself saying, as a coaching client, I'm feel I feel like I'm behind. I'm a weekend. This is an amazing program. I don't feel like I'm getting the most out of it because I the pain was so significant. I had a hard time, um, like just even focusing on most, especially those first couple of days, and getting ready, having the opportunity to notice that and go, no, 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 I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. All things happen for me. All things work for my good. And so again, the reason I'm sharing that with you is simply to tell you that no matter where you are, you are not alone. I don't know why that's on my heart to share this in this episode. I know that you're strong. I know that you're powerful. I know that you've created amazing things in your life. And there's even more to come for you. There is even more to come for you. There is even more abundance for you to be experiencing. And there's even more abundance for you to be giving. And I truly believe this is going to be a year that is set apart for you. And I truly believe that you are going to continue to feel promptings that you're going to learn to listen to, recognize, and then act on so that you can be that active participant. And if I can help in any way, like I said, reach out, whether it's to work together or not, uh, if you feel led, reach out to me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabert.com on email and or of course on Facebook. It's uh, Rebecca Taber Contreras or Female Christian Leaders is our private Facebook group. Love you guys. Bye for now.